Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we dive into the alcoholic beverage in front of us and find out about its history and let you know what we think of it. But this time we're going in blind again. Going in blind. With another blind taste tester. We are blind taste testing gin. This will be interesting Hmm. because there's a lot of variety in gin. There's a lot of different gins. That is very true. So, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Alright, so, they are almost the same height. So, we can't really sort by height. Aside from the tallest versus the slightly less tall. Oh, actually, the, there, the there is a height difference. Barely, though. There we go. Barely. So, do you want to go by height difference today, or um, would you like to go by how round the bottles are? Well, let's go by how round the bottles are, because there is a definite difference. Yep. And one of them feels fatter. <laughs> The, the roundest bottle to the slimmest, sl- most slender bottle. Well, and I, I can feel that one of these actually has a flat edge on it. It does. How about that? So, is... So, we'd finish up with the one that's not even round at all. Are you happy with this order? Yes, that, that order works. All right. It's a completely arbitrary order since we have no idea what's in there. All right. Here we go. Opening bottle... Number one. And it's got stuff written we, on the We top. have to be very careful not to see the calf because there is stuff written on there. Yeah. And it looks like there's a thing that needs to be peeled off. Oh, I hate these. <laughs> and it's very hard to peel them off without actually seeing the bottle cap or the bottle. I'm doing my best. Um, so it's, it's got a, a matte black top on it. Let's try and take this off, please. No. Nope. And oh, there was a bit of bit of plastic over it. We've now removed that. Right. Is this a cork? It is a cork. And there's there's a cork. It it looks kind of fancy. Ooh, that was a satisfying pop noise. It was. It was. So the the top is like painted matte black, and it's a very very thick rim. Don't look at the top. Oh, well, yep. But I want to. I'm going to smell it off the cork because I'm curious. Yeah. So the fragrance of this gin, just from smelling the cork, is mm-hmm. pretty fantastic. It's not corky. I'm going to pass it back to you so you can have a sniff of it as well. Ooh, it smells very citrusy. Cause, it yes. smells a lot like juniper. Yeah, exactly. It smells a lot like juniper. You can really, can really smell those uh, herbal essences. Yeah, I mean, once it's in a glass with some ice, you can't really see it. But as it's being poured into the measure, and you can't see this anyway, but... But, like, look at, look at the, the, the spirit measure. Like, but, yeah, in, in the spirit measure, it is a very subtle hue of blue. Yeah, I'm excited. Cheers. Cheers. 
Yeah, now in the glass, that smell is way stronger <laughs> yeah. than it was on the on the cork. It was sweet and subtle and mm. fragrant and perfumed, and in the glass, it kind of it's got that varnish smell. Yeah, that paint stripper. It's strong. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna smell mine around. Can still very much smell the the juniper. Oh, absolutely. And the um, what's that? Freaking word that's used in all of the things that have herb stuff in them. Botanicals? That's it, yeah. So you can really smell the juniper and all the other botanicals. Yeah. It's very but, fragrant. But that ethanol smell has, has really come to the front. Yeah, yeah, it really has. But we are uh, using old-fashioned glasses because that is the the best glass I have at the time. <laughs> Oh, that's not a good face. <laughs> I've just tasted it. And my word. Good, bad. The um the, f- the flavor is good. But the flavor is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, the I'm, aftertaste. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I I'm, I'm currently uncertain if I like the flavor, but it kind of punches you in the <laughs> But it kind of punches you in the back of the throat. After you drink it, mm, it does. And the so, aftertaste is not very gin-ish at all. No, it reminds me more of the amaro, like that real bitter thing that sticks to the back of your tongue. Yeah, like it doesn't have mm. the the subtle sweetness that I would expect. No, there's like it smells sweet. Mm. Like it's got sweet scents, sweetish scents. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you on this one. This is weird. Yeah, I'm. I can't put my finger on if I do or don't like it. Yeah. To be fair, though, neither you and I are, are big. big uh, neither you nor I are big gin drinkers. Though we have probably drunk enough gin. To know a good gin when we drink it. Do we though? I mean, this is this will <laughs> we'll be able to find out with the the current uh, evenings beverages. Yes, I suppose this this will let us know <laughs> if we can tell a good gin or not. But we have to remember as well that the most expensive is not always the best. That's no. something we found to be true in the past. Well, it, but, it seems to be quite common. Like the the mm. best is, I mean, the best is nice. But yeah. it's not generally worth it. No, well, and what we do know as well is that, I mean, the uh, the bathtub gin was amazing. Oh, yeah. The ink gin, amazing. Mm. The Suntory Roku gin, amazing. amazing. Mm. And we haven't done a, a... I was going to say we haven't done a gin blinder, but this is exactly what mm. we're doing right this, now. This is the gin blinder, yes. <laughs> but we, we have done gin before. Mm. And the, um, I mean, even the, your standard um, Bombay Sapphire. Yeah, is it's, it's all right. Acceptable. Mm. Uh, so I've, we, I think I've we've, a... we've had a wide range of experiences with gin now that, now that we think about it, really. Mm. But I can't, yeah, I, don't know. I still can't decide if I like this or not. Mm. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? The chartreuse. 
without the sweetness. Mm. Like, because um, you, I, I kept the bottle of that and I was trying to find out things that it mixed well with. And I dis- worked out that it was actually really nice with soda water because it, it took the, the sugary sweet flavors at, right out, stretched those right out. And all you're left with is all those complex herb flavors, all those 99 secret herbs and spices. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that, yeah, that's kind of like what we have here. Now that the ice that we put this in has melted a bit and it's a little more watered down, I am finding it more enjoyable mm. and the flavors have mellowed. And yeah. Now I could safely say that this particular gin is probably good with a dash of water. Yeah. Or, or a dash of soda water. Or a dash of soda water, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, it is not a citrusy gin. No, definitely which, not. Which is something I've been very keen on. I like the I like the gins with a very citrus forward mm. flavour. Now, we were told by our selector of these random beverages that they're all mm. of the same type. Yes. We have and, no idea which one yet. Mm, though... I'm thinking that it may be a London Dry, ah. which I don't think is usually very citrusy. No, but it is very juniper heavy, mm. which um, is what it's which is what it smelled like. Yeah, which is what it smelled like. Uh, so I think that we may be in for three London Dry gins, mm. possibly. I guess well, the next one will settle that one for know, sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to leave the, the cap off this one. I wouldn't normally, but I will for this one because the, uh, uh, the, there's a written thing on the top. There's yeah, stuff written on the top. Yeah, as we put it back on, we'll, we'll, we'll see know it. what it says. Yeah. yeah. But I will put this way out of the way so we don't knock it. Mm. And yeah, so gin number one. Still uncertain, mm. definitely for sipping. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it, it'd probably go nicer um, when it was, like, with a, a bigger ice cube or whiskey stones, I think. Yeah. And um, and definitely with some soda water or something to break mm. down those strong mm. flavours and that bite. Yeah. I I think it's too subtle to go with tonic water. Which is a, a, a common gin cocktail, I guess. Yeah, though soda water it might be might be better, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because so, tonic water has a more distinct flavour to it than oh, soda water. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um Yeah. That I think it's time to open bottle number two. Yes. Let's So 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 uh Gin number two. Yes, gin number two. So, yep. gin number two just has on the calf what I believe is a picture of juniper bushes. Mm. Or juniper berries. Or juniper something, at any rate. <laughs> Probably juniper. <laughs> it's a, a uh, screw top, is it? No. It, it has a thing <sighs> that has to be peeled off. God damn it. Because it's gin and it's classy. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad I didn't cut my thumb open on... The, on the last one. Is it foil or plastic? Um, it's foil. This is definitely Ooh. foil. This one is foil, which uh, the other one was plastic. It was. So, 
Ooh, and the cap under the thing that I just peeled off with the picture on it yes. is shiny. Ooh. And um, like a plastic, is also a cork. Pla- like a plastic shiny? Oh, that was a nicer sound. Yeah, so it's plastic mm. and it's shiny, but it's plastic with a cork stuffed in it. Yeah. Whereas the other one looks like a, a wood um, stopper with a cork piece. Cork. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this one, it's slightly classier in that they've put metal over the top of it. Or or maybe they are putting metal so it looks classier than what it is. Perhaps. I mean, it is, it is plastic, but it is also a cork. Mm. Oh. Oh, shit, I forgot spirit paper oh. again. <laughs> Don't you pre-pour it. No, I'll, I'll just let you do it. Now that you're holding the measure, right. and you're standing, this is a clear gin. Yes, this one is completely clear, which is what you normally expect gin to be, mm, and not blue or purple, yeah, whiskey coloured. <laughs> and I'm going to have a smell of the cork again, out of sheer morbid curiosity. Oh, this one smells very fragrant and uh, sweeter, I think, than uh, than the last. Really? I haven't smelled it yet. Yeah, so I'm now passing the cork to Stuart. So he can have a smell. Because, of course, you get a different smell off the cork to what you get out of the glass. It smells, it smells more citrusy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But de- definitely gin. Like oh, di- yeah. Distinctly gin. Distinctly gin, yes. But out of the glass, hmm. it's actually very similar, just stronger. It's it's not a more aggressive odour. You're right. But, well, slightly more aggressive. The the cork was very subtle. Cork back in. Yeah, we can re-cork this one. There's nothing on it. Mm. Very, very, very strong juniper smell mm, yeah which i think still gives kudos to my theory that we're drinking london dry gin mm. yeah and i haven't really had much of the london dry style yet the the stuff i've had has been more experimental mm, i like this one Ooh. i know straight up i like this one The immediate flavor is much, much stronger too. Yeah, it's it's not messing about. There's no what is this that I'm tasting? What? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Which lends me to believe that this might be the mid-range one, and I I kind of feel like the other one might be the top. You think the one that didn't really taste like gin at all was the top range? Yes. That makes little sense to me. But all well, right. remember the the rum. Going back to the rum episode we did, the rum blind taste test, the most expensive one didn't taste so much like rum. Not well, It didn't taste distinctly rum. It oh, was, that's true. It was, I think this is rum, but it's very complex and different. Yeah, and it certainly did have a lot of complexity to it. Mm. But 
I think this one, it, it knows what it's doing, that's for sure. Its flavors are very clear, they're there, mm. but I feel that it does also have some nuance and complexity. Yes. Yeah, so therefore, mid-range. I mean, still, $60 a bottle, $60 Australian. Well, we're theorizing at this point, of course, yeah. because well, we don't know what they are. Yeah. Like, uh, a $60 a bottle drink is still going to be good. Oh, yeah. It's still going to be really good. And oftentimes, the, the top the top range ones, you do sort of have that moment of, I'm not so sure about this. Mm. I'm pretty sure we had that with the rum. I'm pretty sure mm. we had that with the tequila. The, the only one that we were certain about was the uh, vodka. Yeah. Oh, and the whiskey. Hmm. No, we weren't sure about the whiskey. Oh, no, we, we really liked the Hogs 3. Yeah. I still really like the Hogs 3. <laughs> That's like a staple to your bar now, to your home bar kit. Mm, well, it's fantastic to have something that knows what it's doing and does it well. Yeah, without too much complexity thrown in. Yeah, it makes it good to have by itself because it's smooth, but good to mix with other things as well because the flavors are simple. Mm. Yeah, it it uh, you're right. It makes it easy to mix. This, I think, would go. I I think this is an all rounder. I think this would go well with tonic water. I think it's going pretty good with by itself with ice. I think it'd go quite well with a splash of soda water, um, a splash of regular water. Mm, I, I think if you were to. Um Lightly wave some vermouth over the top of it. You could probably Ooh. make a pretty good martini out of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the, I think this is definitely the middle of the range because the 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 first one we had was too subtle. Like like I said before, if you mixed it with uh, tonic water, you'd you'd lose all the complexity. Mm, true. Lose it, but but this one, the it's bold enough to, uh, to not let the tonic water have its way. It's bold, but not not aggressive. Mm. Which means, I'm expecting this. For, I'm expecting this for this last one to be the cheap. Mm. But what's what's interesting though is that the first one had significantly more burn than this one does. Yeah. And that is, uh, that's actually common. That's common with the other drinks we've had as well. The other blind tastes we've done. The top one tends to forget about how much it's going to burn and focus on the flavor. The middle one tends to try and be an all-rounder, and the cheap one is just trying to be smooth. Yeah, though sometimes it does that really poorly. Yes. We've been pretty lucky so far, though, in terms of the cheap ones. Yes. Well, yeah, especially with the Hogs 3, where we mm. thought that the Johnny Black was the low end. Yeah, and the, the tequila. I was expecting that tequila to be really, really rough, and it wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was missing the little hat, and I, I remained... <laughs> I remain disappointed that they took the hat, but they needed to. 
Because otherwise we'd have known immediately what I, it was. I told them to take the hat if there was going to be a hat. <laughs> yeah, well, because we needed them to take the hat. Yeah. Because we would immediately know from the hat. Yeah. But those little hats are useful. You can put them on things. <laughs> That's what hats are for, putting them on things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even the tiny ones. <laughs> All right. So I suppose it's time for Gin the Third. Gin the Third. I'm a little bit nervous about this one because I've had cheap gin in the past and it has been really shit. Yeah, and it's interesting because from the feel of the shape of the bottle, mm. it feels like they've tried to make the bottle look fancy. And sometimes that's really bad. But mm. sometimes it can also mean something really good. Like this could actually be the mid-range and the one we thought was the mid-range was the bottom range. Mm. Or this could be the top end, and the one that we thought was the mid is the mid, and the one we thought was the best is the worst. Mm. Well, you thought it was the best. I'm still not sure about it. (laughs) I guess we'll find out. So Gin the Third is is the tallest, it's the skinniest, and it's also the least round. Yeah, and it has a screw top. (laughs) Big surprise. Yeah, that doesn't bode well for it. Well, I'm still... I still think this is the cheapest. Just just going off the flavors that we've had so far. Oh, I need to I need to try not to look too hard at the cap. Uh, I've noticed the cap has writing on it. I don't want to know what that writing says. Right. Just in case. <laughs> and I left the fucking thing over again. So, no cork to smell this time, so I'm just going to smell the top of the bottle. Yeah, wave it under your nose, like you wave a bottle of vermouth over a good martini. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I smell almost nothing from smelling the top of that bottle. Oh, really? That is not comforting. Actually, ooh, I changed my mind. I am slightly more comforted by the fact that you can't smell anything. It, it smells very subtle. Like, there's a fragrance there... Smells like juniper, but it's, but it, but it doesn't smell like varnish. Yeah, which is what I was so really worried subtle. about. I was w- really worried about it smelling like varnish. Okay, so now I will or uh, paint stripper, as it, the the common thing is. You're making sure you're not uh, looking around the um, the microphone this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think you still missed. Oh, slightly. Yeah, but that's all right. Just that initial yeah. tip. Oh, good. That's what this is for. Yeah. And no, I can't safely put the... I cannot safely put the cap back on. Because it's definitely got writing on it. Well, I'm going to put it back on because I'm not looking very closely. And the writing is tiny. Relatively tiny. Mm. All right. So. So. Now the smell from the glass. The smell test. Oof. Oh, well, um, I missed with way more than it looked like. Can you grab a. Oh, no, it's fine. I just want to wipe that up. Oh, yeah. 
It's just because it's spread out. Yeah, because I know the volume one is still... Volume-wise, you only spilled like three to four mil. Yeah. No, it just it spread out and made quite the mess. And the bottom of the glass is damp as a result. So, the answer is wipe the bottom of the glass. Hmm. And then wipe the board. It was a diminutive amount. Yes. They're the same sort of amount that one pours when putting two glasses next to each other and goes, mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, especially when drunk. Mm. Yeah. All right. right. So, directly out of the glass, it still doesn't smash you in the face. No. But. So, it smells. It smells. Sorry. It. Sorry. It smells like juniper, but there is a distinct. Uh, secondary smell that I haven't picked yet. Would you agree? Would you agree? I would agree. I, I smell the juniper and that distinct secondary scent. Yeah, and I'd like to think it's some other kind of botanical, but I don't think it's some other kind of botanical. You reckon it's paint stripper? Well, it's obviously <laughs> not paint stripper because this is a product designed for human consumption. <laughs> Well, it's a, it could be scents of tobacco and juniper and ash. I don't know. Mm. Oh, maybe it's like a woody smell. It's, it's it. Yeah, I think it's like a kind mm. of woody smell. Yeah, and it's it's very pleasant. Hmm. It's honestly not much flavor. No, no, it doesn't. This is yeah. This it's is li- definitely it's it's the hogs three of the gins. It's a little bitter though. It's um well more bitter than the last one. Like it's it's smooth. It knows what it's doing. It does that well. But there's yeah. not a lot of complexity to it. I think yeah. this is I think this is the cheaper one. Mm. This is one you mix with tonic water, and don't feel bad about doing so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you have a big mouthful, there is a little bit of burn. There's not a lot of burn. Off, off a small amount. Oh, I got nothing then. No, but like, uh, if you have like a mouthful, I just did have a mouthful. Yeah, and you got nothing. Oh, there we go. There it is. Yeah. yeah, it takes a second. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It just going off flavor, discounting everything else. Just going off the flavor. This is definitely the least flavorful. Yeah, I, I think now. That we could probably safely say yeah. that we drank them in order from most expensive to cheapest. Yeah. However, we've said that in the past and we've trapped ourselves because it only takes five minutes to five minutes for the alcohol in a drink to, from, to go from your stomach to to go from your stomach to your brain. And that we are having more we are spacing the we are spacing them out far more than that, obviously. So the the end drink is all, always going to go down easier than it would had we tried that one first. Mm, that's true. So I mean, it is entirely possible that this is not the cheapest, but I think if we were to to rank them, well, how many bottle caps would you give the first? The first one. Who. I'd, I'd give that an eight. I I actually liked it after I got over the initial flavor profile. 
Mm. Admittedly, once I got used to the the oddness of it, how how different it was. Yes, I I also I'd probably give it a seven and a half. But yeah, yeah. I'm I'm up there on uh, on that one as well. Yeah. But ha- however, I'd also give the the second one an eight. Yeah, and I I find myself in the exact same range mm. on on that second one, which is where I'm slightly torn. Yeah, well, it, it's it's a different style. Yeah, well, it's definitely a very very different flavor profile, mm. but it still had complexity to it. It was very smooth. Yeah. It had subtlety. It had nuance. Mm. But it wasn't in your face. Yeah, and. It was like I've rated it highly because it it it's like the the schooner style glass. It's an all rounder kind kind of drink. Yeah, and uh, I mean this last one, I'd probably give it a five. It's it's acceptable, yeah. maybe it's, six for me. It's not bad. It's not good. It's if you're gonna get something to mix, get this. Mm. Because it's not going to overpower the mixer. It's going to balance well with it. Yeah. If you want something that tastes like gin, that's the one to get. Yep. Tastes like gin. It's not trying to do too much. It's good at what it's doing. It's definitely the one to use for, for mixing. So I guess now we've reached that portion of our blind taste tester where we do the big reveal. The big reveal. That's... That's it. I mean, I've still got some to finish, mm. but... So let's go no backwards. Rush. All right. So the one we just tried is... Dun, dun, dun. Gordon's London Dry Gin. It is dry, London Dry. There we go. So it, it was a London Dry. I was right on that. That's yeah. good. Because the, the guy said it was all... It was, it was all, one, all the same one style. style. Yep. Yeah. So Gordon's London Dry Gin. Okay, so that's... I honestly have no idea where it sits. I think it's probably, probably the cheapest, the but I don't know what the other two are. Mm. So it might not be. Not, well, we but, don't know yet. Yeah, so now let's do the one in the middle. Second one that we tried is... The Edinburgh Gin. Small batch distilled, made with the finalist... Finalist... Made with the finest botanicals of Scotland. 43%. The Spencerfield Spirit Co. Uh, I don't see anything in particular to say it's a London Dry. But. It definitely tasted like a London Dry. Yeah, it did. And, And the guy said he knew his gins. Yeah. So... If he dis- if he says it's a London Dry style, then it's probably a London Dry style. So the Edim- yeah Edinburgh Gin. How about that? It's it's a pretty nice looking bottle too. I kind of like it. Mm, yeah, there's there's a fanciness to it. There's some patterning on the neck, some patterning at the bottom of the bottle. Yeah, the shape is simplistic but stylish. Mm. It's got enhancement. It's it's. Classy but enhanced, I guess. Modern, modern, modernized. Mm, simple but classy. Mm. All right. And I've put the cap back on the last one because we're about to reveal it. Well, the cap says the London number one. 
Mm. That doesn't give but it away. Is, is that a name <laughs> or is that just them spruiking themselves? That is the name. It is the name, the London number one, the and it is light blue in the bottle. Fucking is. It, what the hell? It's almost <laughs> an ocean blue. Yeah. Like a, a turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, especially, especially crafted by our master distillers in small batches, a traditional and elegant gin made in London. Number one original blue gin. The London number one. Distilled from grain, product of England. Ooh. So, it doesn't have a label... But the glass is sandblasted, so it's, it's a matte finish. It's very nice. Yeah, so I, I I stick behind oh yes. my initial assessments. Yes, without having looked at the receipt yet. Yeah, this is the most expensive model. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Oh, there is a label stuck on here. Oh, that's probably the. It's an Australian one. Yeah. yeah. Because it is Australia necessitates the addition of warnings that say pregnant people shouldn't drink <laughs> and the alcohol content and the number of standard drinks that, you know, things that people in other countries don't care about. Well, have a different emphasis on. Yes. Yeah, so, well, so I've got the receipt right here. I've just gone and picked it up. I've mo- maneuvered my way around the cats that inhabit my new home. So, the last one that we drank, the Gordon's London Dry Gin, $37. $37 a bottle. So, that's our cheap one. That definitely feels like it's the cheap one. Yeah. Yep. We we were right. Yes. So, second one, the Edinburgh Gin, 700 mils, $65 a bottle. No, that would be the mid-range. Hmm. And number one, at $80.20 a bottle, the London number one. Well, there you go. We were spot on. And this is not a case of charging more for something just Just for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we could clearly tell the difference for these ones. And I... Honestly... If you like the kind of subtle, uh, complex gins, it, the the London Number One is worth it. Mm, it's it's very good though. If I was going to have one of these to to buy it as something that I intend to, you know, have a glass of every other night or something, it'd be the Edinburgh. It would be the Edinburgh. Hmm. That's that's the one I would choose to have because the. It strikes me more as something that I would have one glass and go, I'll just have one more. <laughs> Whereas the the London number one, I don't think I would want a second. Mm. Because it's got that odd flavor profile, much like um much like the, the top rum mm. that, that we had, where it's mm. really nice for one glass. Yeah. But if you were to you know, if you wanted to have a couple yeah. Like, if you were going to be sitting watching a movie or something and you wanted to have a couple of glasses of something during the movie, that's not the one to have. Hmm. See, I, I could I could have easily had 
one or two or three of those London number ones. I th- I thought they were the nice. Definitely thought they were the nicest out of the three. Mm. Oh, I, I agree that it's the, the nicest out of the was three. It the easiest to drink. But um, if it was one that I was going to buy to have to put in my cupboard as something mm. that, you know, when I want gin, it's what I'm going to pull out. True. Although, yeah, actually, I kind of agree with you because when I, when I have gin, I normally mix it with tonic water. And I bought some tonic water... At the same time, because I was worried that we were going to have some shit gin. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the trick. Oftentimes, when I'm pulling gin out of my liquor cabinet, I'm pulling it out to mix it with something else. Mm. And I would feel as though there's a special place in hell that I would go to if I mixed the London number one with anything. Mm. Yeah. And not necessarily because it's so expensive, but because it's it would just be wrong to do that. Mm. However, that I had a few glasses of, I had many glasses. I finished off that bottle of the the rum, and it ended up being really. It ended up mixing really, really well. Mm. Yeah, because it was such a, a unique flavor that stood out. Over top of whatever you mix it with. So Dark and Stormy's mwah, just beautiful. You missed out. Yeah. <laughs> but now I know. Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. <laughs> well, I'm like going off your opinion of the rum, you're never gonna buy that again. Oh no, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy that <laughs> rum. If I was going to spend if I was going to buy a high, I would have the uh, the shrunken head over that, which is like two thirds of the price. Which is about two thirds of the price, yeah. but I I would prefer the shrunken head. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. It was nice. Like for some reason, the odd drops tend to be really really nice. Yeah, we've had some luck with uh, with our yeah. odd drops. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, the ones that we've tried anyway. Ah, oh, so. In summary, we had we believed the London number one was the top, the Edinburgh Dry was number two, and Gordon's Dry London Gin, or London Dry Gin, is number three. We were right. I'm impressed. <laughs> we got it right. Yeah, we didn't think we knew gin so well, but once no. we thought about it, we realized we had actually experienced a wide variety of gins. Yeah. And it seems we know it better than we gave ourselves credit for. Hmm. The other question I have for you, Mickle, is whether you think the London London number one is worth it. Well, I mean, that's... I suppose it's $80 a bottle, yes? Yes. At, at $80 a bottle, I would be more inclined to go the Edinburgh Gin because I don't think the difference is that large. The the f- extra $15? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't see $15 worth of difference. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Because, like, yeah, obviously the London number one is nicer, but the Edinburgh Dry is... the Sorry, the Edinburgh Gin is much more flexible, and you can use it in much more beverages, Get therefore get more value out of this single bottle. Yeah, like... You can make martinis with it. You can mm. 
make gin and tonics with it. You can drink it straight up. Yeah. You can mix it into anything that calls for gin, really. Exactly. And enjoy it. I appreciate the the extra money spent. Yeah, and I mean, yes, in the long term, you would probably end up going through significantly more bottles of it because you've got <laughs> because you've got more uses for it. Yes, but that, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, it, it's in good drop territory. Yeah, it's it's the one that I would have. I mean, yeah, I would say the London number one is our top drop. Mm. It's it's worth the money. But the Edinburgh Gin is the one I would have. Hmm. It is the good drop because it's got that flexibility to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So that's that's it for this episode, I think. Yeah, so now it's time for the plugs. Hmm. If you liked what you heard, if you want to hear us drink more mystery drinks of some description, you can... Find us on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play Music, as a good drop all about alcohol. You can also locate us on your favorite social medias, assuming that they are either Facebook or Instagram, where (laughs) we are a good drop podcast. Mm. You can also find us on our website, agooddrop.com.au where you can share a particular episode or share a link to a particular episode. Uh, find our big, quite a big library now of previous episodes. Um, and we've also got a email address where you can send suggestions, comments, questions, uh, suggestions for future episodes. Our email address is agooddrop at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Well, next week we will be talking about Durif. Durif? The, um, that's a wine, right? It is a red wine, yes. Mm. Looking forward to hearing about that because I haven't had that one before. Mm, it's, it's good. It's one of my favorites. Oh, that's right. You were, That's the one you were hinting at in our top 10 episode. Yes, it's the one that would have been in, the, in my top 10 had we done an episode on it <laughs> yet. Had we recorded, had we told you about it already. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.